The Dropback with Sam Lewis, Matt Burns Peak, Joe Costanzo, and Sam Wilson. Hello and welcome back to the Dropback Podcast. I'm Sam Lewis and joined today by Joe Costanzo and Matt Burns Peak. Joe, how are you doing? I'm doing fan diddlyastically. Wow, that um, I'll ask Matt as well, but there may be a bit of a delay because we are sharing a mic due to technical difficulties. So if there's any pauses in this show, Joe, you can feel the silences. Beep, 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 beep. Great, great silence pause, Joe. Yeah, I'm doing well, Slew. Just come back from a big old long holiday in Europe, so uh, feeling pretty good. Pretty good. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's just get... I mean... It, we, there's not a whole lot of news. It's cuts day, but I'm guessing by the time I get around to editing the podcast, it'll all be, it'll all be old news. Really, any the only thing is, Joe, you said you impressed with Justin Fields in the last preseason game. So, wax lyrical there, or is that all you've got? Yeah, Did like 14 of 16, three tuddies, one half, pretty good. There we go, come to the drop back four podcast preseason <laughs> stats. Who loves it? <laughs> wow. Wow. I mean, if we're going by that, are you, were you also impressed with Skylar, Skylar Thompson for the Dolphins? That's similar stats. Oh, yeah, yeah. Totally. Because you watch all the preseason games, Joe. I watch, I watch them so hard. <laughs> I think you're watching them Especially wrong. the second half of Dolphins preseason games. That's when the magic happens. Yeah. That's worrying if that's when the magic happens. Anyway, moving on to the AFC and NFC South, which is the topic of today's show. We've got some questions about each of those teams sort of what can make or break their season uh basically same format as what we did last last week because that worked reasonably well it's a good format keeps the format all right do we want to start with the afc or nfc joe uh they both suck so i am impartial <laughs> what NFC. Have you, what have you, who's yeah okay who, who's who have you got up uh, nfc the bucks the bucks let's all talk right. about the bucks <laughs> fuck it <laughs> 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 All right. I mean, to be honest, looking at the Bucks, other than injuries last year, especially in the DBs, that's what held them back. I think the biggest issue is losing Kappa and Jensen on the interior of the O-line. Brady does like that safety valve in the pocket. Will that hold up? And what else could sort of slow down this? It's sort of been a bit of a machine since he arrived in Tampa. Yeah, I think that's a good point, to be fair. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, you know, that a lot was made of Brady also disappearing for a few days over over the off season possible uh, I don't know I don't know they haven't really, they don't think we've had not, any details about why he disappeared can someone not just have like a personal emergency and it not be a thing that is true that is true it's like a um, few days as well it's not it's not that just, big a deal yeah, surely just, just visiting some folks um, but yeah it will be interesting to see how Brady deals with the fact that that interior of the line is significantly weaker by the looks of it and uh, he might get beaten up a little bit more which at you know, the age of 75 is probably not exactly how you want to spend your half year. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. The Bucks are a good team. They just got let down by injuries in key positions last year. I expect them to be pretty good again this year, to be honest. Do you just low-key still hate Brady? No, I actually don't, to be honest. It, you know, Remarkably, since he moved out of my division, I uh, have less of a dislike towards him. Um, you feel a, a, good player. a strong bond, perhaps a love of Brady I mean I wouldn't go that far it's been one date but um, one date one date um, but no I, I, I don't harbour any ill feelings necessarily towards Brady as long as he stays fucking miles away from the AFC East then I'm pretty happy 
Yeah, I mean, the only other thing, sort of the changes they made this offseason is bringing Russell Gage as wide receiver three and then Julio Jones as potential wide receiver four, maybe wide receiver one if he turns into Julio Jones again. But I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, receiving core's good. That's they lose crazy. Gronk, who will probably come back if they get to the playoffs. He just wants to rest his body for the whole year, which sort of who can blame him because he's made pretty much of metal at this point. It's sad that in a couple of years, like... In a matter of a few years, we're talking about Julio Jones as a receiver for for any team. That's just crazy to me. I mean, it's age, Joe. It'll come for you as well. One day you'll lose your speed and hops. <laughs> that was such a threat. As I well. remain come undrafted. For you, Joe. <laughs> It'll get you as well. Don't you worry, man. Well, I, I just meant Joe's a in, impeccable athlete, and he, even he will suffer the ravages of father time at some point. <laughs> But okay, um, Bucks, good team, playoff team. I mean, would you be? I'd be surprised if they didn't make the playoffs and sort of, especially in a weaker NFC. Like in they've this got to be division, one the, in this economy, they've got to be like one of the favourites to be what the Super Bowl representative of the NFC. Yeah, probably. I mean, them or Green Bay, I'd say. To be honest, um, I don't really see a world where the Bucks don't make the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely going to make the playoffs. I don't know about Super Bowl favourites. Well, that's all right, because this is just a regular season preview show, so we'll get to you in January, okay? okay be re- be ready, because you're going to be the first one we ask about that. Fuck. <laughs> all right, so let's move on to the team that's sort of been the only one that have actually really been able to have Brady in the Bucks number since he's been in Florida. That's the New Orleans Saints, who unf- have been very aggressive over the off-season, for right or wrong, Mickey Lubis is in his bag of tricks and has been, I mean, he's been making moves. Unfortunately, those moves have lost the three starters in the secondary of Malcolm Jenkins, Marcus Williams, and now Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, which, even with a strong rest of the roster, like losing three of your starting five DBs is quite a bit of turnover to have back there. Yeah, I was quite surprised, especially the last one as well, which uh, at the time recording that that came out today, didn't it? The Chauncey on the move to uh, your Oogle slew. Um, that was a bit of a weird one. Didn't really see that coming. I know Alex, our resident Saints man, on his birthday as well. That's a tough one to take. He was not best pleased with that piece of business. But yeah, I think the, the Saints have been very aggressive. There's been a lot of changeover, um, which isn't always a good thing, to be honest. So mm, that could be worrying. Yeah, I mean, especially if you're playing sort of a match zone concept that's going to require a lot of communication, which Dennis Allen does. I'm a bit more concerned because I think Dennis Allen's always going to run a pretty good defense. Is you've now got Pete Carmichael trying to fill the shoes of what Sean Payton, who may do a good job, but for years it was basically Drew Brees and Sean Payton dragging yeah. Saints offenses, Saints teams to fantastic offenses. I mean, the last few years the defense has done its part as well. But it's now Jameis Winston and Pete Carmichael. And even if they do perform, that has to be a big step down. Yeah. I mean, in the words of Sideshow Bob, those are big shoes to fill. So <laughs> it's going to be it's gonna be a tough one. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't really know what to think about the Saints. I think that they, they certainly have some talent across that roster. Um, but I do still think at key positions, there may be 
there's more question marks than certified answers at this point, especially at quarterback, like you mentioned, head coach. Like, there's a lot of unknowns going into the season, I think, for the Saints, um, which is not when you want, what you want when you're up against, you know, a team like the Buccaneers in your division who are going to be pretty decent all round. They've managed to retain most of their roster, like I said, apart from that, that O-line interior. They're, they're bringing back quite a lot of starters and they've added some more depth pieces as well. So... Yeah, they're going to need that team to mesh quite quickly for them to be able to be successful. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you're right. It's, it's difficult to tell what the Saints are, because like I said, they've got some good pieces, but then they've lost their left tackle. They're bringing in Tyron Matthew, who is he still Tyron Matthew? Jameis looked like he was sort of turning a corner before his ACL injury, but he also, it's not like he was turning a corner into a great player, it's just like a competent one. So a lot of questions. I mean, clearly they still think that they're, in the market to compete, judge about how they sort of attack the draft and free agency. Michael Thomas could be back. I wouldn't be surprised if they made the playoffs, but I equally wouldn't be surprised if they crashed and burned. It is a really tough one to call. Yeah, I think it pretty much goes either way. Um, I'd wager on the side of missing the playoffs just from the coach experience angle that you were just talking about. And a few questionable roster changes just before heading into this season. So Yeah, and I mean, to be fair, if they miss the playoffs, that's an absolute disaster for the way they've got about it. Because if you trade away so many future assets, they traded away their first round pick next year and what could be a QB, very QB heavy draft, could need some more pieces. Like that, That's an absolute disaster if they then don't at least have a deep playoff run. Yeah, potentially. But also, I guess, you know, rookie head coach for them also always gives you a little bit of leeway um you know is it fair to expect him to Carmichael to come straight in and lead this team to playoffs in his first season maybe not I mean Dennis Allen's the head coach Carmichael is the offensive coordinator but that but that sort of has another aspect of running it back and sort of rebuilding again or we're not going to hire a new fresh guy from outside the building that we can build around let's hire someone that knows the way we do it Carl Malco gets a promotion to OC Dennis Allen becomes head coach from DC it's, and then let's go and get some sort of win now kind of free agency because you're not signing Tyron Matthew to a big contract if you're rebuilding yeah true I mean I, I was quite surprised at the Tyron Matthew thing to be honest um I didn't think there was actually that big a market for him for them to need to go and <coughs> get him on that sort of deal. Um, but yeah, like you said, yeah, sorry, Dennis Allen, the head coach, and then Carmichael is the OC. The, so I guess it's you know maybe in that sense not a huge amount of change in that there are people that are already comfortable in the organisation and have been there. But still, you know, I just think Sean Payton, you know, it's, it's we're so used to the Saints and Sean Payton, right? It's a big change for him to disappear. Um, and I think that would take some getting used to for for this team, and 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 will affect that in in a few different ways. And maybe I think the important thing will be how they start the season. If they get out early doors with some tough tough results early on, as they sort of have that gelling period, then the Buccaneers could be out of sight by the time they sort of get their house in order, which could which would be difficult for the Saints then to recover from. Mm. Shout out to uh, Smoke Monday, who's got one of the best names <laughs> in the NFL. I'm just looking at the roster right now. He's on injured reserve at the moment. <laughs> Blessed. Hope he gets better soon. Fourth string, free safety. Might compete with Tyron Matthew. We never know. 
Oh, I mean, if he, if he's competing with Tyron Matthew, <laughs> then it's really gone fucking wrong in New Orleans, to be honest. All right, let's move on. I, look, I, Joe, when you said these divisions were bad, I thought you were being harsh. But then I was, I mean, looking through, I was going through the Falcons, and like a successful season to them in my eyes is, does Derek, does Desmond Ritter get a chance to shine? And does he look good? Like, this is a bad roster. I mean, if he looks like he could be the quarterback of the future, that's a win for the season. Yeah, it's really putrid stuff, to be honest, for the for the Atlanta Falcons. Um, yeah, I think you're right. It's hard to really find many potential positives with this year, to be honest. It's, uh, you know, they've lost some iconic pieces of that franchise, really. Um, I don't, I'm not really sure what you can hope for if you're a Falcons fan. Maybe uh, like a, Marcus Mariota is something more than just a gadget quarterback. Maybe. More, than, more than a bridge guy and actually has an NFL career. I don't know, man. Like, where'd you go? I don't know. If you're a Falcons fan, surely you hope that Ridder comes in as sooner rather than later and is good. You're not. You're not hoping. Oh shit! Let's. I hope we get 17 good games out of Marcus Mariota because that that set yeah. us up for the future. I mean, let's just let's just hope that Ridder and the other Drake London and Kyle Pitts are a nice fun trio, and you've got pieces to build around. But we've been fun on the Falcons offense for years now. And that does not always equal success, unfortunately. Um, the other thing is that maybe with what Casey Haywood coming on, AJ Terrell gets thrown to a lot more and proves to actually be a lockdown corner rather than it just helps because they're throwing it everywhere else in the secondary because no one else can cover. So it'll be a good test for him this year. It'll be interesting seeing a Falcons DB group with more than one football player in it. Mm. Um so that would be fun. But yeah, I, th- I think maybe you're right in that in terms of like the best thing that can come out of the season is they have a, you know, they show sparks on both sides of the ball. Hopefully, I mean, I think from a Falcons perspective, they'd love to have a defense that can keep the teams up, you know. Yeah, or a defensive line that can rush the quarterback in any way, shape or form. Exactly right. So I think for the Falcons, maybe success this year is a respectable record in terms of wins, losses. They see enough out of Ridder to be excited that he could be a a franchise guy and they have a defense that doesn't give up a bazillion points every week. Um, And then you can sort of take that to the bank and cash that in the successful season column. But other than that, it's tough. Tough to be a tough to be a Falcons fan right now. I feel, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, you, you summed it up there. That they're sort of definitely that rebuilding. As soon as you pull the trigger on trading Matt Ryan, you're sort of dialing in that season. You're like, nah, we, we're good. We'll see what we can do next time. Um, the final team in the division, the Carolina Panthers, who have been run awfully ever since <laughs> Matt Rules came to town, and they're now in the position of answering the sort of horrific question of can Baker Mayfield somehow save Matt Rules' job? That is, there's got to be the most horrible position to be in in, in all of professional sports, almost. Um, yeah, uh, we we were sort of joking a little bit before we did the pod about Baker Mayfield's comments about facing the Browns in Week One and how he is going to uh, apparently fuck them up, which will be interesting to see, and what galaxy he lives in to make that possible. Um, but yeah, this this is not a very good football team outside of the six or seven games you get out of McCaffrey before he's injured a season there's not really much to be excited about yeah I was gonna say it's like all right let's get 17 games out of Christian McCaffrey and put the injury troubles behind going to next year but they're paying I think they must be paying the most money to quarterbacks that aren't good like the Sam Bradford is getting 18 million dollars a year to not play 
because they traded for him and then immediately picked up his fifth-year option before testing to see if he was any good. Like no, there wasn't going to be a big off-season market for Sam Sam Darnold. I was going to say Sam Bradford. Did I say Sam Bradford? Is, is, is he still time? around? No, no, no <laughs> Sam, Sam, da, Sam Darnold. Apo- apologies. But, yeah. um, I mean, they could have just DM'd us on Instagram. We would have told them not to do that, but. Apparently, we don't feature very highly in the uh, Panthers scouting network. Um, <clears throat> that was very strange. I mean, I, I've been quite a vocal critic of Sam Darnold for quite some time, mostly because he looks like an absolute fucking nerd. But it's weird to see Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold on the same team, though. Yeah, both quarterbacks that don't really do anything particularly well um, and aren't very accurate at throwing the footy are prone to making silly mistakes. And in Baker's Mayfield's case, only plays well when he's really angry. So he's going to absolutely light the Browns up, is what you're saying. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it would be quite funny and entertaining to watch Baker Mayfield just go out and absolutely rip into the Browns. But it's just not going to happen, unfortunately. Um, he's not very good. The Panthers aren't very good as a roster, um, aside from some good pieces. they got some good receivers. Yeah, you, know, you like the receivers, don't you? DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson... Terrace Marshall Jr. It's all and that's decent. all. <laughs> Rashad Higgins as well. Yeah. LaVisca Chenault. He's good on the old yeah, catch and run. Yeah, that's true, actually. Wow. He was okay for the Jags. L- LaVisca Chenault is a fraud because people like to come out of the college. He is a slow boy. He, he's slow, but he somehow outruns people. Mm. And it doesn't make sense. Because yeah. he obviously is slow. I wouldn't give the outrun people. He He's, he's, he's hefty. Hmm. I, I thought he, I thought he'd be shiftier than he is, but he, he he's he's a bumbly boy. What's wrong with a big old bumbly boy every now and then? I mean, if your if <laughs> if your job is <laughs> if your job is to be sort of a gadget slot wide back kind of guy, then bumbliness is not my number one scouting look for. <laughs> yeah, that's, but that's not the key trait, is it? Not can't a man do both? Hmm? Eddie Lacy hacked out a career in the NFL. Yeah, well, that's a bad example of it. Eddie Lacy can play <laughs> wide out. Because <laughs> he wasn't given the chance. Okay, let's move on to the AFC South then. Um, Titans were the team that made the playoffs last year. My biggest question, because the defense should be good again, they were surprisingly fun last year, is can Robert Woods and Traylon Burks basically offer enough of a downfield threat to sort of at least make the defenses have to defend the pass so that Derek Henry can have sort of the, the light boxes that he will absolutely bulldoze. New is the short answer, to be honest. I mean, I think Robert Robert Woods has looked decent last couple of years, to be fair to him. Um, he's one of those sort of not particularly glamorous guys, but has actually been churning out production for some time. Um, but I think him alone... Yeah, the the main threat on that team is still so obviously um, Derek Henry that there's there's not really anything else that would make you be like, oh, I'm really scared of Tannehill's arm. I better uh, better play too high. Like, you're not going to do that. You're just going to stack the box against Derek Henry. And I think the Titans have proven that they can be pretty rubbish if uh, they can't get him going. So I don't see any reason why teams wouldn't just completely stack that box. You're not scared of the hoop man? The who? Austin Hoop. Oh, Austin is Austin Hooper. Hooper on the Titans now? Yeah. Oh, congrats for them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so 
<laughs> no, I'm not scared of the hoop man, unfortunately, Joe. Um, he's got hoops, mad the, hoops. The, the, Matt's right. I, they, I mean, Derek Henry can get things going eventually against stat boxes, but make it easier for the lad. And you, the thing about the Titans when they were making those playoff runs a couple of years ago and when they were looking good is that when the boxes were stat, they would be able to sort of use AJ Brown and sort of Corey Davis to some extent as well to punish you down the field. I don't like Woods is a good player on crossing routes, but Traylon Burks is unproven. Apparently, had asthma, which slowed him down all of training camp at the beginning. So, I mean, they how did s- it just get discovered that he had asthma? Like, apparently, this is a thing. In what? like, there's something about I don't know the grass or something like that in Tennessee or Nashville in particular that people don't realize they've got a particular type of asthma until they get there. He's got hay fever. Is, is what he's got hay fever. Is what we're actually talking about here, isn't? Aren't they related though? I mean, they're Asthma. both respiratory yeah. conditions. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Don't quote me <laughs> on anything. That's the biggest twist of the podcast. I, me- I always advice. thought you were a doctor. Yeah, I mean, it's your own funeral. What's your own funeral? If you seek any sort of medical advice from me, yeah, I, I that should be self-explanatory. To be to be honest, but um. Titans team, I still probably think they'll make the playoffs in a weak division. I just don't think they'll be in the contention. But they were the number oh, one seed last year. They were the number one seed last year. That is not, there's no way that happens again, unfortunately. There has been a trade. The Raiders have traded Trayvon Mullen to the Cardinals, so let's skip right past that. And so, Titans team, what do you think of them in general, Joe? Uh, Nine, ten win sort of season. My God, uh, ten is the kind of max. It's <laughs> number. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be surprised if they got anything more than ten. Uh, I think they could. The thing is, though, division sucks. Yeah, that's so what much I mean. That it's just like I want to say this in the most respectful way possible. This division is rubbish. So it's like guaranteed wins every time they play someone else in their division. Yeah. Okay. On that note, then, let's move maybe. on to yeah. Let's move on to the team that um could are the likeliest contenders for the Titans vaunted AFT South crown. I, um, is Matt Ryan enough of not being Carson Wentz for them to win the division with sort of a reasonably <sighs> talented roster? But feels like it's past what it was a couple of years ago now. Yeah, they sort of <clears throat> they've taken it out of the oven a bit too late, haven't they, with this uh, this Colts roster? Um, I mean, as much as Matt Ryan is a huge improvement on Carson Wentz because Carson Wentz is a trash trash man. Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's still I don't know if it still feels like this roster is outside of a few big names. It's fairly weak, I think, at, at, at key positions. I mean, I, th- I think the Colts will be better this season for sure. It's just will you know? It might even come down to who wins the division matchups between them and the Titans. Really, I think they'll win the division over the Titans. Personally. Could you elaborate on which positions you think they're weak at? All of them. No. Um, yeah, I mean, they're not particularly good at DB, are they? I know that's a position that I always take particular interest in. Um, but theirs are rubbish, which is. You know, to be fair, they're they're probably in the one division in football where it doesn't really matter if your DBs are crap. So, you know, maybe I maybe I'm over egging how much of an issue that actually is. 
but I feel anyone with a competent quarterback is probably going to have a bit of a field day against their secondary. In which case, you know, I I I don't know if they're going to struggle to score quickly enough to be able to keep up with that. I mean, yeah, they and they signed Yannick Ngakwe to go alongside Quiddy Pay, so they're basically going to need those two to be very good. Because if they don't like, like you said, you can't let quarterbacks sit and have time against that DB group because that that's not gonna be fun. How good is very good though? Like how good? How it, how many sacks? Let's say do oh. they get? What do they, they need? Very to be? good at particularly like getting sacks last well, year. Least, I know their run defense was pretty great last yeah. year. Yeah. Um, no, I agree with you. I think that's why the part of the reason they probably went out and got Yannick and got away. Um, I think. I think just not having people be able to stand there and wait to throw. Like, if you don't get home all the time, but at least put the quarterback under some pressure. Yeah. Which they weren't always able to do last year. Quittipay did not particularly look like a first rounder, so he needs to take that step forward. And Gokwe has been sort of suspect, like, over the last few years. He picks and chooses when he wants to play, but there's still a player in there. It's just whether they're getting him a bit too late in his career. just randomly get three sacks in a game, but then he'll go for, like, five games without a sack. But this is a problem, and going back to what you said, Slew, about they're going to need Ngokwe and Pei to be really good. Like, you're going to need to... You're going to need... You're going to need Ngokwe to be better than he's ever been. And it's quite late in the... He's getting a bit long in the tooth to sort of be able to expect that that upside from him now. Long in the tooth. I kind of feel like you're... uh, This is what you get with Yannick Ngokwe. Um, and you got like I said, if you if you need him to perform above and beyond what he's currently sort of shown over the last two three years, then you're probably asking a bit too much. Yeah, uh, I still have them over the the Titans though. I think offensively they just look a lot better. Like they can beat you in a few different ways. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, mean, I, I I wouldn't disagree with that. I mean, there's been some. Is it Alec Pierce, their rookie out of um, Cincinnati, that's apparently been getting some good reviews? Um, yeah, plus I really rate, um, obviously, Jonathan Taylor, but Michael Pittman Jr. as well. Yeah, they've got some nice pieces. I mean, they've got... A l- the thing is, with this Colts roster, and, I'm, and it feels like the same for every year, is that they've got some nice pieces. They just don't really have many superstars. And now they've just got fewer nice pieces. Like, remember a couple of years ago when we were saying their quarterback away from, like, really competing... In the uh, for a Super Bowl, and they're just they're just not there. There's there's nothing about this team other than Jonathan Taylor, who's really fun, that sort of goes, oh fuck yeah, that's fun. Mm. Yeah. On that note as well, I've been seeing because it is you know it's fancy football season, isn't it, fellas? Um, I've been seeing people saying about Jonathan Taylor going as high as like Trez in a uh, fantasy draft, which seems <laughs> extortion. I auto drafted him in the sixth round last year. It was amazing. Yes, fuck off, Joe. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think Jonathan Taylor is a very good player, and I think yeah, like I said, he's a f- he's a fun guy. Um, but as a whole, this Colts roster have, I think they like as you said, Slew, they had some nice pieces last last few seasons. I think now those pieces are looking significantly less nice than they once did. Um, it just feels like a team that's that sort of missed their window really, and they're in that awkward position of, uh, you know. Did not getting it done when the prime time for them was and now having to sort of deal with the roster repercussions of that. Yeah, Chris Ballard's sort of had his time as the media darling. Now he needs to sort of prove... And that is like honeymoon period sort of over. He needs to prove that he can put another good roster together, which hasn't necessarily been his fault. He's 
difficult to find a quarterback, but he's almost been too passive with it, as we've been saying for the last few months or really now. Um, let's let's move on. Joe thinks they're the playoff team from the AFC South. I am not going. I'm not going to argue enough to quibble on that. They've also got two good names on their roster. Do you want to, do you want to hear them? We love name watch. This is absolutely match stick. They're both linebackers, uh, backup linebackers. EJ Speed and uh, Jojo Deman. Oh, you know, your new name is Jojo Deman. That yeah. is exceptional. So, yeah, they've got that going for them at the very least. And that and that's something, eh? Yeah. So what you're saying is that the Colts are 2-1 up over the Titans in terms of names. Yeah, huge, huge for them. That's going to come down. I heard that it goes um, head-to-head percentage. I'm expecting a big trade for Stone Forsyth for the Titans <laughs> heading into the season. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Cam Peterson's good vibes. <laughs> Overcome all the misery that Urban Meyer caused last year. I mean, absolutely not. But, you know, fair, I, I, I do feel for Jaguars fans because there was a time not so long ago when they actually looked like they were... Uh, they had a really good roster, sans Blake Balls. Um, and now they're just a franchise that looks rubbish to be honest again um i think if cam newton is your only bright spot then that's all you know not cam newton sorry um trevor lawrence Lawrence, yeah sorry always get them confused (laughs) they're just so similar um yeah i think trevor lawrence is the only bright spot isn't it and that's you know as exciting a prospect as he is you're gonna end up going into territory of you can't actually fully evaluate him because the roster's not good enough Mm. Joe, you look like you get a. Did Etienne play at all last no, year? No, he was he injured for the full season. Yeah. I was just wondering that. I think that's part of the reason why they were willing to sort of trade Laviska Schnell because that's how they envisioned him play. Sort of a running back you can move around a bit more, mm. be a bit more of a gadget guy. I mean, look, they've been. Que- you can question the amount of money and stuff they spent on players this off season, but they're they've got actual football players on their roster though now, which compared to last year is a is a pretty big improvement. It's good vibes. Trevor Lawrence hopefully taking a leap in second year because Doug Peterson does have a very quarterback-friendly offense. I mean, he made Nick Foles and Carson Wentz look, absolute, look like absolute world beaters. So, I mean, if he can get that going with Trevor Lawrence, it'll be it'd be nice to see. Um, you can talk about how their front office operates all they want because they, they fucking franchise-tagged Cam Robinson. No other team in the league would have done that. Um, but they've got, they've got some players. So... Maybe they can be a bit frisky in a shit division and rack up some wins. I just don't. I mean, as long as it's just, it's just similar to the Falcons last year. They're no, they're nowhere near being ready to compete. Just get some good vibes in the building and hope your young guys are pieces you can build around. God, this division sucks. Yeah, but I mean, I, th- I think that's fair. I think you know, last season the the Jags may have always been a team that you can kind of root for because they're you know in a very British way, they're always the plucky underdogs. Um, you know, you kind of want them to do well. And then when Urban Meyer came in and was just an absolute taint, you it sort of made them a lot less likeable. So now they've gotten rid of him, you can sort of buy into the Jags again and sort of enjoy watching their games and watching that roster develop because they are young, but yeah, they're a million miles away from competing. And on the note of being young and hopefully improving, they're, I think their leading two receivers last year in terms of targets were fucking LaVisca Chenault, Mar- sorry, three, Marvin Jones and Laquan Treadwell. 
Mm. Like, how is any quarterback supposed to succeed throwing to those guys? Like, Marvin Jones has clearly dialed it in at this point. He was an underrated guy. He can't be bothered anymore. Now he's checked out. And, you know, you know, fair play to him. He dealt with... He's never been, like, the top receiver for a team. No, nah, he was... Having to suddenly do that. He probably. was stuck on some pretty rubbish Detroit Lions teams as well, wasn't he, to be fair? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, uh, I just noticed something. If this I isn't another this great is name. Well, this, I do have another great name for you if you want that first. No, no, no. no let's go with what I noticed. Okay, well... I noticed just looking at the depth chart, this can't be right, but it says they've only got nine offensive linemen for depth over, obviously, five positions. So if that is, in fact, true, that's crazy. Like, going into the season with, like, just begging for someone to get injured and then they'll have to, you know, dig into their pockets and find a vet. But anyway... Good name, though. Snoop Connor. <laughs> oh, that is enjoyable. I or like Mackay Sargent. Mackay Sargent's got sneaky upside, actually. In term- the name, I mean. I have no idea about the player. Well, um, he's a fourth string uh, running back, so I don't think he's going to get much time. But could they're do. both running backs, in fact. It's a very interesting I, I, running I, back. I love a running back with a fun name. Yeah. All right, final team. Should we do it? Yeah. All right, here's my question. I wrote Derek Stingley question mark IDK this team is just not it. <laughs> I mean that yeah there's that's pretty well summed up to be honest outside of Derek Stingley why would you watch Texans football? Um Yeah, I don't know. I don't know really. It's tough to Who's their starting quarterback now? Davis Mills. Oh, of course it's still bloody Davis Mills, isn't it? Um don't worry, they've got Kyle Allen backing up. So well, that is exciting. Yeah, I mean, this is comfortably the worst team in the division, is it not? And that's almost impressive in any division that includes the Jaguars. So well, that would only be this division. It would only be this division, but I mean, yeah, that's. I think the the Texans are uh, locking in that number one pick, to be honest, because and you know, and you, I, I kind of can't blame them. They've had some pretty tough years in terms of horrible mismanagement and then off the field stuff with Watson and, and yada 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 like it's not been a great period for the Texans so they kind of need to just completely rebuild everything from scratch um, and I feel like once you embrace that as a, fra- as a franchise and just accept that's where you are then you know you can sort of move forward from that and find the bright spots on the roster like Stingley and, and, and people like that where you could be like, okay, well, I know my team's rubbish, but they've got two or three people who are going to be part of the future who I can watch with interest and then see how we develop this roster. And I think that's the best thing that Texans fans can really hope for this season. Um, you know, I don't think they're going to kid themselves in that. They're going to be competitive, to be honest. Is that speaking from experience of the... Dolphins the year before they got to her where they just absolutely sucked. What the hell is that meant to mean? It means what it was meant to mean, yeah. Uh, yes, it is. Um, yeah, I feel like once, if if you do support a franchise who are currently being a bit rubbish, but, you know, the worst thing is, is the worst thing is hope, right? The worst thing is being, is supporting a team and sort of having the hope that, oh, we could be quite good this season and then it absolutely just spiraling into trash. Mm. Whereas if you start off the season like, I know this team hella sucks, but you know, we're in the middle of a rebuild, maybe in two or three years if we make good decisions, then, um, sorry, I just watched Jordan pick for make a very bad decision. Um, 
then we could be, you know, we could be fun. As long as you can embrace that and, and accept it, then you'll be all right. And I think the Texans are under no illusions as to where they are at the moment. Mm. At least with the Dolphins, you've got good uniforms to fall back to. With the Texans, not so much. No. Have you got any fun names, though? Oh, good question. Uh, I haven't had a look. Oh, Joe, Stall where's your me. research at? Oh, I've got... Scott Questenberry. That's okay. pretty cool. He's been around for a while. He's a lineman, right? Right tackle? He's a right guy. He's centre. He's a centre now? Yeah, I don't know. They probably Is there another Questenberry? I think they could be, you know. I think we could be talking about two Quasenberries, which everyone knows is the perfect amount of Quasenberries. Oh, they've gotten rid of, um, God, who's the guy with the awesome name? The, what was it, like Slaughter or something? What? Who was their linebacker who had the cool name? Uh, I know you're not talking about Whitney Merciless. Cause it's been yes, you Whitney, are Merciless. About Whitney Merciless. Yeah, I called him Slaughter or something. Whitney Slaughter. Wow. Yeah. That would be so metal. I think that's a good place to end this now. Yeah. But yep. Yeah. All right, Joe, can they get above three wins? No. Oh, that is a damning indictment for an I NFL think it's team going to the season. It smells of like one and done. Well, I was going to say one and 15, but one and 16, two and seven. Uh, whatever the two and <laughs> 15 <laughs> alright you know what Joe, Joe's losing his mind keeps confusing me that, thank Big you maths. so much for listening um, make sure you check out our social to drop back on Facebook Twitter and Instagram I've been Sam I've been Joe and I've been Matt and until next time goodbye The Drop Back with Sam Lewis Matt Burns Peak Joe Costanzo and Sam Wilson 